0: All right, so I need to make a correction, or I wouldn't consider it a correction as it is explaining some other information and different interpretations. We're never wrong or have to correct ourselves, so. I'm just so glad this is a very grace-based podcast. Exactly. Mm, that's that's probably the most Christian thing we've said in a while. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking about John the Baptist and we talked about how he would have had the expectation based on his previous readings of his Jewish scripture that the Messiah would come and that it would fix everything, including not just healing other people, but that he would be set free because he was in prison. Mm -hmm. One of the things I forgot to mention is that when Jesus had said to John's disciples, go tell John what you see, this is when John's in prison, he says the the lame walk, the, the deaf hear, the blind see... And blessed are those who are not offended by me. Hmm. So some people think that offended might have been the signal to be like, also blessed are those who are going to last even though this doesn't work out for them. Or like, blessed are those ah. who are willing to be martyrs for the cause. And it, I'm also still thinking revolution style. like mm-hmm. Yeah, revolution. Like, you know that people are going to die in order for this to happen. And you know, blessed are those who make it. And now I'm thinking about um, Mad Max, Fury Road. Like, Valhalla! Yeah. like. <laughs> What would, what did they say before they sprayed the chrome fi- spray ah, paint on themselves? It's been so long. All
1: right, <laughs> uh, I, I get what you, I see the picture you are painting. Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know about that. Either way, that would suck for me. Oh yeah. If if I was like oh and like this is happening, but blessed are those people who are going to have a crappy life. Yeah, John's sitting there in prison. Like what
1: what what, what now? Yeah. What again?
0: <laughs> All right, everyone, uh, welcome to Beer and Bible. I am our lead questioner. Neil yes and this is
1: (laughs) Chris the resident super high-functioning alcoholic official Bible reader and that's it cool and what are you drinking tonight tonight I'm switching it up holy shit I'm switching it up what we got it's a three-notched brewing company which is based out of Virginia I think their flagship store was Charlottesville but um, the Minuteman IPA the description at the top says juicy hoppy crush which it definitely has orange notes but it's it's not heavy on the it's not
0: like heavy where you're like this is like orange juice okay that's what i was thinking when you said as soon as you said crush my brain was like "Ah, i know soda. crush yeah
1: yeah so it's got like a hint of
0: that but it's it's
1: not overpowering because some of these things get overpowered like you know what's the
0: percentage on those things it's on here somewhere hold on
1: hold on oh it's the really big one right there on the side (laughs) and i'm like looking at the fine print seven percent alcohol per
0: volume okay and 20 ibus wasn't that the bitterness thing yeah yeah i'm learning (laughs) i like to think that this is an equal exchange of information here (laughs)
1: It's actually liver damage. It's like an RPG <laughs> that IBUs are like, hit points to your liver. <laughs> what if they did that shit? <laughs> like, this is 50 IBUs. Your liver's taking 50 damage with each one of these.
0: I need the little life bar of your liver. Yeah, you've got one Just that's, like-
1: you lift this thing up and it's like this little like LED indicator. It's like, shit, I'm down to 10. How many did you start with? Uh... Mine, I would be down to one. How many did you start with? Five. (laughs) It's all red. Critical hit. Critical hit. (laughs)
0: Flashing. Flashing. All right. So we are now in Matthew chapter 14, and we're doing the next section. Matthew 14 starts off with Herod's concern about Jesus. And then we say, stop. Oh, we should probably explain why he's concerned about Jesus. And it goes, he thinks that maybe Jesus is John from the dead. Like John resurrected and now had superpowers. So he's doing miracles. And if we remember... Herod, this is Worm King's son, and we know that this whole area is full of contention and concern about uprisings. Mm-hmm. It's not it's hanging on to a power by a thread. Right, right. So if you're Herod and you've killed John, and now there, you hear this rumor of a guy who's doing healings and people are starting to follow him in the northern part of your territory, somewhere in the backwoods up there, he's getting a little concerned. And one of two things could happen to Herod. One, they could start an, a revolution, and then that guy could depose Herod and become the real king of Israel. Mm-hmm. So that would suck. Or, and, or the other one is like Rome could be, could be like, hey, it seems like this guy's way more popular than, uh, than you are. You're out. We're putting him in charge. Yeah. Because uh, they, they
1: need somebody, the figurehead, who's kind of like cool with the people kind of or kind of I which Herod's, I guess you couldn't even call him respected with the people we got to have somebody where it's like the link between them and Rome
0: exactly <clears throat> yeah if
1: the guys more popular they're like hey obviously you know we can still control this guy but like p- the people like
0: him instead of old dickhead Herod right yeah. so that I would be concerned about that the other one is what if he does start a revolution and he does fight against the Rome the the Roman occupation and that's also bad because that means they're going to end up fighting each other. And it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be bad. Yeah. So either way, Herod has to put a kibosh on this as quickly as possible. He's
1: pacing around in his castle place. Right. Yeah. Like, damn it, we got to get we got to a handle on this. Well, Ghost
0: John is roaming the streets. <laughs> right. So he's got some legitimate concern right now. So we just had one dinner party and now we're going to go to... This is a terrible story. Right, and he didn't
1: want to kill John, too, right? No, no, he yeah, did not. So he might have a little fear in his heart over that. Like, ah, I killed the guy that I was kind of getting to be friends with. What if he comes and fucks me up? Right. What if this is some ghost revenge type oh, shit. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's go ahead and let's read the first section here. This is Matthew chapter 14, 13
1: through 14. All right. So we already set the stage. Here we go. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large cr- crowd, <laughs> said cloud, crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So when he says, when he had
0: heard what had happened, is that John? No, this has already happened a long time ago. Okay, oh, okay. okay. So this was remember. Remember the John thing was a flashback. So what he what is? Oh, he, oh, so what is he hearing? He's finding out. He's hearing like, hey, by the way, Herod is concerned. Concerned about what? Like, what could it be? Oh, you becoming really popular, having a following of thousands of people and potentially lead, leading revolution. He's like, oh, gotcha. You know, <laughs> like, I think I'm going to like the the Hill people. I think I'm going to go join them. <laughs> it actually says when he heard about it. Man,
1: I can't believe I forgot that. Like, I, I got to quit drinking during these things.
0: Oh, no, I don't think we even went that far <laughs> into it. Maybe. I think we mentioned barely that it was a flashback, <laughs> okay. but okay. that's what we need to understand is that it's, Probably not. That he just found out about John for the first time. John's been dead for a while. He's hearing about Herod's concern, so he's like, "I'm gonna go hide out for a while." And then he's already popular at this point, so people are going from town to town, being like, "Hey, uh, did you see the guy that healthcare and legs over here?" And like, <laughs> "No, wait, 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 hold on, before you walk out of here, like the guy, like somebody knocks on the door. Hey, hey, ha, 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 hey, have you is Jesus dock here? Jesus, like the Jesus and the twelve Jesus, like." Yeah, but... Uh, n- and they're like, no? Okay. All right, I'm going to go. They're like, well, Hold on, hold on. I'm going to grab my stuff. We're going. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Actually, everybody. You- yeah, it's just a building, like a snowball effect. Yeah, so th- so he goes off to a s- solitary place, and then he shows up. And I'm going to nerd out for a second here. The word here for the sick, this is the only time that Matthew uses this word to refer to the st- sick, and it's arostos, which is... I'm not sure if I should have double R'd that. I don't, that does not sound Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> The Greek word is arostos. There th- you go. I think but I don't have the Greek in front of me I'm reading it. From in English someone who knows
1: nothing about Greek, that sounded legit to me. Okay.
0: <laughs> so instead of sick here, it could mean that they are more of a powerless people. So these are people without power hmm. chasing after a potential revolutionary that the king is worried about.
1: Gotcha. So he
0: goes to a solitary place and he's trying to like Pull away and get away from everything.
1: So everybody's kind of feeling or, or on Herod's wavelength, where they're like, "Hey, this is the guy. Like shit's about to go down. Let's go, like, yeah. Let's go see what happens.
0: Let's join, join up. Like, fuck Herod. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it might not be like in a way of like." we want to join up and like give us arms, it might be like, we're powerless, we're sick, we need food, we need water, we need... Mm. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating. All yeah, I can yeah. tell you is that this it's a word that can mean sick, but it comes with a stronger connotation of powerlessness. Mm. So they are sick and powerless, or gotcha. they can't even heal themselves. And they're going to Jesus and like, hey, please help us. So let's read verse 15. 15. Coming up.
1: Is that bad? I set my Bible like behind me a little bit when I put it down, and I keep the beer closer. Priorities. Yeah.
0: It, we did name the show Beer and <laughs> Bible.
1: They're still together, but I have to keep them separated so I don't spill another beer on another Bible. Or, or, yeah. Hearsay. Hearsay. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food.
0: So, Jesus is getting away from everybody. He's like, I need a place to lie low. And everybody shows up. They just keep going deeper and deeper, like following him. Yeah. So now they're Who in a, desk- a... tracker, like,
1: picking up and licking dirt. Oh, they definitely passed through here. Two hours ago.
0: The urine is still fresh. <laughs> I smell three, no, four fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking tax collector. <laughs> so they're... They go to a place. Jesus finally finds a desolate place where there aren't going to be many people to see him. And then all the people show up there. <laughs> and now they're so far away because Jesus has gotten to his destination of being middle of nowhere. Has he already done
1: his 40 days in the wilderness?
0: Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Maybe he went back to that spot. He's like,
1: Satan, <laughs> just need somebody to talk to you right now. <laughs>
0: Please hold that thought because I promise we're going to get back to that later okay, tonight. Okay, okay, Hold shit. on to that. I love it. I love it. I never thought of it that way, but I promise you we're going to come back to that idea.
1: I just need a different perspective. <laughs> I know this place. You guys probably shouldn't come here, though. What was that deal you had? Can we,
0: like, is that that's still there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So everybody shows up. It's getting late. That means it's like 3 to 5 o'clock-ish in the afternoon. So... Jewish meals at that time, brunch around nine, ten, eleven ish, and then dinner is going to be right there at sunset. So we're like Mm -hmm. like three, five. It's like, hey, they probably need to start heading back. And I don't know how far they come. Dude, they're
1: like on my meal schedule. Everybody makes fun of me at work because I eat like brunch instead of lunch. I'm like ten, eleven o'clock eating my first meal of the day, and I eat dinner like usually. Well, I guess summer I'd be closer to dark, but like usually just sometime before I go to bed, I'll eat like something
0: else. Yeah. You're on Jesus' schedule. <laughs> Tell them to get with it. Everybody else is weird, not me. Yeah. <laughs> something that we're starting to see is like the disciples are actually starting to be compassionate. Because they're, they're like, hey, Jesus, we should be concerned about these people. By the way, we do not have enough. Like we have no food to cover the the hungry people here. So maybe what they should do is go back to the villages. There aren't going to be merchants. There's not going to be like good Indian street food or something. Like no, yeah. no vendors out there. I'm sure other street food's great, but that just came to my mind. (laughs) So then Jesus, who's been trying to teach his disciples about compassion, he's like, hey, why don't you guys go do something about it? So let's continue and read the next section.
1: All right. And the Lord said, oh, no, this one doesn't start like that. Jesus replied. Well, I mean, it pretty much does then. (laughs) Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. <laughs> so, what, they like robbed the kid? <laughs> Isn't that the okay, story? Is there yeah, the kid, yeah. Like,
0: so we have, uh, this is one of the stories. Like, hey,
1: kid, come here. What do you got in that basket? All right, get the fuck out of here. Kick him
0: in the ass. <laughs> Give us that. <laughs> this is one of the few stories <laughs> that shows up in all four biographies of Jesus that are accepted by the church. So very rare. They're like, how are we going to make this look legit? You, write,
1: write it down. Hey, Luke, Luke. Get your fucking Greek ass over here. Look, <laughs> write this shit down, too. Ah, this, isn't, this is not this kind of a lame story. Write the motherfucker down or they're not going to believe it.
0: <laughs> Every, I, don't, I don't want four versions of this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nobody so, likes you, Matthew. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write to the people I know, the Jewish people. <laughs> they don't even like you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're right. The way that it's written, it does not have the part about the kid, but in one of the other Gospels, the story is that a boy brings forth the five loaves and the two fish. So taking a quick step back into another Gospel still, mm-hmm. back and lateral, I guess, diagonal. Yeah, yeah. There's another Gospel that where they actually say it's going to cost roughly two-thirds of a year's wage, eight months worth uh, of wages to feed all these people. Dang. And the way it's said... I Bro, think nowadays, you couldn't feed 5,000 people for, like, five years'
1: wages. <laughs> Inflation, man. And I'm telling you. Where's <laughs> Jesus now? <laughs> where's Bring I? some loaves and some fishes. And his carpentry skills. Remember it when you, they used to just rain down shit from heaven in the desert? Like, what was that? Boxes of Kellogg cereal or something?
0: Bread? <laughs> yeah, it was like... It was like Manna? F- frosted flakes. <laughs> <and> frosted flakes. <laughs> so... Anyway. No. <laughs> It could be implied that when they brought that number up, they're like letting Jesus know either they do or do not have that money. But some people have said that it might be that Jesus' group had eight months of wages because they're traveling around, they're doing their thing, yeah, robbing people, robbing yeah. from the poor and to the blind or something. I'm hey, just kidding. They never robbed
1: anybody. That's a, that was a, a, a fallacy or uh, that was fake news from your boy.
0: Chris over here. I like the idea of them be like, Matthew, you still got your uh, your IRS badge? <laughs> like, throw that on there. Go get some Damn taxes it. for yeah. us. Like, <laughs>
1: We're running a little low on loot. <laughs> just, Jesus went a little crazy in the wine shop in that last town. <laughs> he's giving all his money. thought he, he could it. make that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said he was tired or something. I don't fucking know. Got a little low on the David Copperfield juice. <laughs>
0: It might be that he had the money and there, or they're like, we don't have enough money to support them. They need to go back to their houses, go back to the villages, send them away. And there's another gospel that says, gospel being a biography of Jesus, where a boy comes up and he's like, I've got this little, like, tiny little, I don't know, lunchbox situation. And they really are tiny. The, the Greek word, I know this one off the top of my head, is kofinos. Uh, a kofinos is a pretty small, and I would probably say it's like your standard issue cartoon lunchbox situation. Okay, okay. And it has these very tiny little barley loaves. I think of them, if you're American, um, probably smaller than like a biscuit that you would get from a fast food chain or something. Okay, like, okay. Or I guess you can make them too. Yeah. <laughs> smaller than a biscuit. So he's got five of those and he's got two fish and usually those are dried fish that would be used sort of as garnish or to spread on top of it. Yeah, like you crackers. dry them
1: out and then you like break them up, a little saltiness, a little... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They still do that in some places. Yeah. Make some fish bread. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Fish bread for lunch or for dinner for everybody. And so they're trying to tell Jesus, explain to him, hey, Jesus, you're really good at healing people. And maybe you don't understand how the world works. (laughs) We don't actually have enough food, like five loaves and two fish is not enough. And then Jesus like, bring them to me, which is actually missing from Mark and Luke. Matthew's the one's like, bring them to me. Bring them hither. Hmm. So let's go ahead and read the next couple verses. Let's do 19 through 21.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children.
0: Yes. Damn. It does say, except for outside of. Um, a better translation would be outside of. Men. I take it as they didn't
1: feed the women and children. They just got the, the warriors fed. Well,
0: Fuck them kids. Some people have said that it was that there were no women and children. Just the men came out. Mm-hmm. But then later on, the next couple of verses will sort of dispel that. Yeah. So he has them sit down. Mark says that they are sitting in plots. Like, in the same way that you would say, this is a section for my green beans. This is like, these are plots of land for things. He has them sitting in groups. and He has them sitting in groups of hundreds and fifties in Mark or Luke. But in the way the other accounts tell you, they, they tell you not only do they have them sit in groups, specifically fifties and hundreds. Mm-hmm. So they're all sitting down. Jesus takes the bread and he blesses it. And that's another thing that's interesting about Judaism is that I, I hear in... Judeo-Christian America, like evangelical America, we often bless the food, like, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies. But what you actually do in Judaism is you bless the Lord. You're like, hey, thank you, Lord, for doing this thing. like yeah. letting us survive another day. Yes, yes. In so, this hellhole. Yeah. Just so, so he is acting, in a way, as, quote, unquote, the head of the household or the father of all the people there, because usually it's the father that would do this blessing. So he is acting as their leader, picking up this bread that he's about to distribute to every single person, lifting it up high, blessing it, doing the Jewish standard stuff, and then handing it all out to everybody. And he's having them How do you think that manifested? Do you think it was like he had the basket and people
1: were reaching in and the line just kept going? Or do you think it was like the pile was just like, or do you think he did this little sleight of hand thing where he was just like behind his back and just like, wow, wow. Just throwing them out. Like, I want to know how it physically looked to the people coming around. I, I think the magic basket, kind of like pulling a rabbit out of the hat. <laughs> He's like, you get some fish bread. You get some fish bread. I have
0: no clue. I honestly have no idea. I know I actually listened to a lecture earlier this week where somebody asked that exact same question. They were, talk, they were going through it in their head. What it could be. And so these are, you are asking very scholarly questions. Exa- uh, that's nobody the only knows. type that I ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so n- nobody really knows. Hmm. Maybe
1: he did this mama bird thing and he just opened his mouth and it was just like, and all this bread and fish came pouring out. It's <laughs> like a shotgun or, or just like a ho- fireman's hose of just like bread and fish coming out.
0: I like your creativity along with my stupid knowledge because I'm like, <laughs> man does not live on bread alone, but the very word of God. Uh, and he opens his mouth and like <laughs> starts like shooting out, like, take my words, eat my flesh. <laughs> what? So there are 12 baskets left over. We said that. Mark actually, when he tells us, he includes the fish. Matthew does not care about the fish. He's just like back to the bread thing. Hmm. Uh, the, the baskets that we're talking about are really actually again the small little kofinos, the small ones. So it's not really large. They're just little wicker baskets, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like something for the twelve to be like, cool. We got lunch for tomorrow. I guess. Thanks for the leftovers. <laughs> I
1: kicked the kid in the ass and told him to get to stepping. Yeah, <laughs> this is for us, dog. <laughs> Thanks for the fish. Wonder how they dried their fish. I don't, I mean, salted and, and left up
0: to the side. It's I've had salt fish before. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, this is like Southwest Virginia salt fish. They keep it in a barrel of salt for like a real long time. And you actually have to take it and put it back in water and like soak it for a while to draw all the salt out. Or, and even then, when you cook it, it's a salty bitch. Like it'll make really? your mouth pucker up. That's good to
0: know. Yeah. That's good to know. Salt fish. All right. I'm going to do a thousand foot view on this th- thing again. Do it. Okay. We enter into chapter 14, and we're like, hey, here's Herod. Let me tell you about a dinner that the current political king of Israel had, where he is celebrating his coronation. People are celebrating either his birthday or the day that he became king. And so everyone's celebrating his declaration or his being of king. Yes. And then a little girl who, in that time and period, uh, would not be considered to be very powerful, mm-hmm. and uh, let's be honest. Same thing would be in today. Like we would not be like, "Hey, here's a twelve year old that's going to go up and like make political decisions." Yeah, but this one girl speaks in such a way and asks for something pretty horrific—the beheading of somebody—and the king bows down to her, mm-hmm. and it's the killing of John, Jesus is going away, trying to get away from everybody, not drawing attention to himself, not throwing a party for himself. And 5000 people or 5000 men, so of fighting age, yeah, come and so he has a lot of political sway or his those people are encouraging him and what are they encouraging him to do is to be compassionate. And also I guess we would probably say the boy was probably about I'm guessing maybe around the same age. So you have a boy who's giving something not requesting something. Mm-hmm. You have the power of the people requesting compassion and then you have the beheading versus like I guess the feeding but you have two essentially dinners that are side by side in the story of Matthew. And you are seeing how I would say two different kings are reacting. Yeah. Just realized something I left out is that in the other biographies of Jesus the people the 5000 people that he just fed or the 5,000 men plus the women and children, so let's say 15,000 people minimum or roundabout, and they all wanted to make him king, and then he's trying to escape because Mm. they're like, we're going to make you king. And so you have a comparison between this king of King Herod and then Jesus potentially (sighs) being made king as well. So Jesus is in a place where he has a lot of popularity. He has 5,000 people who know where their next meal is coming from, they are taken care of. All of their needs are met. And according to Mark, he had them sitting there in hundreds and fifties. So those would be like a Roman legion sort of situation. Or not a legion, but like a Roman cohort or, or military order. Something else I haven't brought up is, according to some of the stories and people's speculation, the location, the geographic location is beneath or near like at least within eyesight of these cliffs that earlier in the maccabean revolution there were people hiding the cliffs and the roman soldiers had to rappel down to try and get into the cliffs and to stab people and like fight them (laughs) it'd be almost like somebody sitting there at gettysburg or sitting that some somewhere where there's a big scene of the american revolution Mm -hmm. crossing the delaware or something you're standing there in boston with the shot heard around the world kind of thing is that what it was called the Boston Massacre. Anyways, uh, I can't remember. I I should know this. <laughs> My point is, you're standing in a place of historical battle significance. Yeah. You have people sitting in divisions that resemble armies. Yeah. From a distance, if you look down, it would look like kind of like a war camp or like a. At least yeah. you you'd see like mm, looks a little. Mm. Except yeah. this one's got women and children, so that's that throws you off a little bit. Then the time period is um, based on John talking about the young grass that is there, the hortos. It is this, it is early spring just before Passover, which is a time when you're remembering how God had pulled everybody out of an oppressive nation from (laughs) Egypt. So you're getting closer to that time period. And so everyone's thinking about like, you remember that time we were all slaves under Egypt (laughs) and how we're slaves under Rome right now, man, I'm thinking about that a lot. And then, so it's like
1: everybody's thinking kind of the same thing except for Jesus.
0: Right. And then I'm going to add another layer onto it. In the Mediterranean, usually spring is when you start the wars. Like, when if you're going to go to war, you're not going to do it in the middle of winter with yeah. bad weather and ships and all that. You want to do that in the spring through the summer through the fall. So everything's kind of looking like wartime and <laughs> Jesus sitting there. So back to your earlier offhand comment about, hey, Satan. <laughs> If you remember, what was one of Satan's uh, temptations was turn these loaves into bread and to eat. Oh, I forgot about that. Or or turn the rocks into bread.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: You know the Bible better. You're the reader. No,
1: shut up. Don't say that. This is like a one in a million
0: thing. This will never happen again. We've talked about this before, is that with Jesus's temptations, it doesn't make any sense for Jesus's temptations to be similar to ours, because those would be like really dumb things of like... Jesus was tempted to lie one time and he didn't like, okay. Was, right. Oh, that sure. Okay. But the big ones are like, Hey, what are the temptations that Satan is going to tailor for Jesus? Which would be, you could be King without doing God's plan. Yeah. You could have it your way. And so I'm thinking about Jesus. You're talking about going to this desert place and what if he's yeah. like, Hey, Satan, what's the, what's the deal? It's <laughs> like, I got 5,000 fed people. All of them are willing to die for me. Probably. I could probably like I-, I wonder if that's going through his head. That's <laughs> right. how I imagine it. He's like, hmm right. I could I could definitely mess some people up. So I th- I think it's a time of, of temptation, like for Jesus to to do it that way to get the troops together. Yeah. He's got twelve followers. <clears throat> they can each take like a couple, you know, a couple thousand men or like what I guess not. I guess each one of them would take uh about four hundred men ish. Yeah. That's twenty. Anyways. <laughs> yes. I'm just gonna agree with <laughs> you. <laughs> we did we did not this do math too much math college. for
1: me I can't even count my beers so yeah this is that's that's interesting this is looking like i mean for everyone involved except for jesus this is kind of looking like uh yeah war situation like hey he's building up an art like it's time for an uprising yeah and again like you were going back to the beginning talking about when he said that, or the word that was used to describe the sick is like the uh, unempowered or or the like, the kind powerless. Of, like, yeah, the powerless. Like, you know that they're looking f- might be looking for this, like someone that's gonna like change things and like fix things
0: and like this whole this government sucks. Like, and then you have the contrast between a king like Herod or a king like Jesus. Yeah, I'm sitting here just looking at these two dinners with kings, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm being like really spiritual here, like Jesus, King Jesus, but like King Herod <laughs> versus legitimate, like, uh not legitimate, illegitimate, but um, I guess I would say like a genealogical king. Mm -hmm. Jesus would have genealogical claim on the throne, patrilineal claim, uh, at least definitely over Herod. Those are just two big contrasts. Herod's worried about it, and then Jesus is like, I got to get away from everybody. And (laughs) I I love the ridiculousness of this. I need to get away from everybody so I don't get caught and so that people don't think I'm trying to start an uprising. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> it goes a complete opposite direction <laughs> yeah uh, and then finally he you know jesus needs his break from everybody he needs his like introvert time so he he's like all right feed everybody send them away and they're like oh cool we're gonna hang out jesus like no you guys are gonna get in a boat i'm gonna meet you later okay i'm gonna go up and pray that's something else this points to is that you just have jesus feed everybody with bread back to your frosted flakes comment uh-huh. earlier so you had everyone feed everyone with bread and he walks up on a mountain to get away from everybody, to go spend time with God. Mm -hmm. This all matches with Moses. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. Which reminds me of a mistake I made. I know we don't make mistakes. Never. I had mentioned, I think, in two episodes prior about the comment about Jesus and being the name for Joshua and Joshua coming after Moses. It does not look like there is, or at least we know of, or at least I don't know of, any rabbinic material pointing to the Messiah being a Joshua character. So I just, I want to correct myself on that. Gotcha. So that is a Christian idea. I don't think it's too far of a stretch, myself personally, uh, and, and how you go, okay, at least in the Judeo, or not in the Judeo, in the Christian only idea, because their Messiah is Joshua, it also matches this concept that the one after Moses would also be named Joshua. I don't think that's a wrong interpretation but I just understand that is a purely Christian interpretation there were no Jewish expectations that we know of that the Messiah would have the name of Joshua. I do want to clarify that. But you do have Jesus acting or representing or uh, mimicking or mirroring maybe some things that are also about Moses, about him becoming a leader. And what did Moses do? He led all the people out of an oppressive government <laughs> during Passover. So it's coming up to Passover. Jesus is doing very Passover-y things, and he could be king leader, military leader. And back to your little joke about him being like, hey, Satan, that deal's still on the table here? I need a little backup. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, so Jesus the military leader. Un- What would you call it? Reluctant? Reluctant. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Reluctant military leader. (laughs) Cool.
0: All right, everybody. Hopefully that was interesting to you guys. I really enjoy talking about this stuff. Again, I don't know how many of you people have had experiences with churches and things like this, but talking about Jesus becoming a military leader really doesn't have place in church. Yeah, and this is a really popular story,
1: too. So I will tell you, this is like... It, people that did grow up in church, you already know this, people who haven't. This is a like ev- once a year in Sunday school when you're a little kid really? growing up story. Yeah, this is a very well-known. I mean, you pick anybody that I knew as a kid or growing up or that grew up in the de- denomination I came out of, they know this story. Not it's, not the aspect, any of the aspects we just talked about. It's just the miracle right. of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh,
0: I've, I've heard it a few times yeah. in, in churches, and usually it's like, Jesus' provision and yeah. God a yes. miracles. Like it's like 100%. Like God can take care of your needs and like not, not Jesus accidentally causes an uprising. <laughs> right, right, starts right. An uprising. <laughs> no one's going to be talking about Jesus Guevara over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like uh, that. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully you got something out of that. And, yeah. uh we'll catch you guys next time. As Thanks.
1: always, yeah. Questions, comments at Beer and Bible Show. Yes. Um, holler at us. Even if you see, if you click it and you're like, man, nobody's really talked to shit. Talk, tell us, tell us something. Holler at us. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys.